All right. <laughs> Welcome to the Good Rookies Podcast. My name is Fahim. And my name is Nellie J. And we are Good Rookies. That's right. What up, y'all? We are Buzak episode 12. And also, it's our birthday week. I know all our followers and all of our um, our family, you saw it was our birthday. So, Fahim, happy birthday, bro. <laughs> happy birthday to you, too. Thank you. Thank you. Scorpio, mm. gang, 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 right? <laughs> so, um, we're so excited, guys. We have an amazing guest on our episode today. So, Fahim, please introduce who we got. Nice. So, we have Aaron Manswell. Uh, he's Aaron, a writer. Aaron. Aaron. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's a writer, he's a producer, composer, and also a former educator. Yeah. So let's welcome him to the show. Aaron, hey. what's up, man? What's up, guys? Thank you, thank you for having me. I I didn't realize it was y'all's birthday. Yeah, this yeah. Is, we're back to back. Like I was Tuesday, Fahim was Wednesday. Yeah, she's oh the third, I'm the fourth, right. Hey, so I mean that's why you guys have such great chemistry, no? Oh, uh, no doubt. Probably, yeah. I, I think so. I think so. I've been listening. I've been listening. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so Aaron, I'm not sure if you saw this week, but something went viral. Um, the president, mm -hmm. Obama, Barack, he he got some game. Like he got he got a little a little basketball going on right now. Like he was shooting like like a J Cole in an empty empty gym. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was I was um I mean I wasn't shocked by that mainly because Obama he's done that during his president his presidency, right? It's it's just, to me, it just adds to his overall just coolness, right? His overall just drip. Like, he just has it, you know? He has whatever it is that just makes him cool. He just keeps proving it over and over again. And, I mean, and I think it was also during um, Biden's campaign or something? Or Yeah, I think like right after. off at a court or something. Yeah, and I'm like, whoa, this could actually help him too. It helped Biden too, right? <laughs> so it was, it was a good look for him. Yeah, when I seen Obama, um, so it, it was one of those things where it had its moment. It went viral that night. Um, mm -hmm. It came across my feed, and I, I I seen it just empty, like pretty much empty gym. A few people in the gym, uh, baseline, do the three up. Uh, but the funny thing is, if you listen closely, uh, there's like the, the gym is silent, mm -hmm. and the ball's in midair. And I don't know if you guys caught it, but when it's in midair, you hear a, oh, and then it goes in. <laughs> And that, uh, if you listen closely, that's the sound of somebody who, you know, when you shoot and, you know, you get the release and there's something about it that just might feel off for a moment. Yeah. So I'm not sure if he felt confident all the way mm. that I went in because the ball's in the air and I hear, oh, and then it, and it goes in and then he goes, oh, that's what I do. That's what I do. Yeah. I mean. I mean, listen, his mechanics look good. Like No, like, no, that's true. Little, that's true. Lethal shooter would be, would be proud. No, choo, choo, choo. And that's one thing. Up, lethal shooter. <laughs> no, lethal shooter. <laughs> but what I loved was was the swag, like Aaron said. Like, this guy has so, like, LeBron just drips in swag. Like, if you want to go to swag school, just study, just study like, Barack. Oh, like, his swag is so phenomenal. His whole, well, that's what I do. That's what I do. <laughs> and the mask come off. I'm like, okay, Mr. President. Like, forever President Barack. And I hope. I mean, right, currently, right now, votes are still being counted. So let's just cross that. Mm. I mean, we're in Canada, so we're not really attached. But I would like to see Biden, Biden winning. Yeah, yeah well, we'll see how it plays out. But yes. uh, with with uh, Barack Obama, 
uh, with the shot. You know, you got to be good to be lucky. So it was no <laughs> fluke. You know what I'm saying? He threw it up, yeah, hit it, it was own legit, it. It was a legit three-pointer. Like, <laughs> I'll give you that. I'll give him that. I almost out of bounds, too. <laughs> so, so Aaron, I mean, like we, like I mean, like you're a very talented young man. You know, um, you. you're a composer, you're a writer, you produce, um, you're educator. You you've taught like instruments um, from all walks, right? So, but I noticed though on your Instagram, mm -hmm. right, you always like you actually compose songs that are kind of artistic around a basketball a scene or a, or play. Right. So last year I saw you did it for the shot, you know, Kawhi corner, you know, double bounce, bounce. and then yep. in. You gotta be aware of the So yeah, talk talk more about that. So like, why do you kind of do that, and like, what's your um, goal in regards to composing more of these types of you know songs contributes to these players? Um, well, first of all, I I just finished my master's in uh, music composition, and so um, I went to the University of Memphis, and um, pretty much any musical uh, grad school program or just any formal program within music composition you're going to be learning how to compose music from more of the western kind of european side of things so in other words classical music right <laughs> and my goal was just to kind of expose um the sports world or combine the sports world with that world and my two loves of course would be music and basketball and so i said how can I do that? And especially with the fact that we were all locked down for how many months during COVID, it was the perfect time to just experiment and start certain things, right? And so while I was in school, I met this composer um, who gave me a lesson for free and he exposed me to this sound pack and it's called a uh, note performer. And I am trained on this thing called finale by where you, you, know, you score out all the notes and everything like that. And it takes hours. But he gave me the sound pack and the sound pack sounded so real. It sounded like, a, like an orchestra, right? And it, it sounded like somebody who was like, some, sounded like a full live orchestra playing. And so I said, how can I put this within the video and whatnot? So I just started experimenting and um, figured that, let me, let me just take the best moments that I can remember of recent memory and try and, try and create a movie score behind it, right? And try and make it more theatrical. What would that sound like if these instruments were narrating what that shot and sounded like what what emotion would that evoke mm. and i did my best i mean these videos as well i did so i did the kawaii um i called that one boardman bounce because it bounced mm -hmm. around the room four times and mm -hmm. after, after that um i came out with the irison step over because to me that was one of the most disrespectful uh you know things you could ever do to anybody just period in basketball um, and these videos all took at least maybe six, seven hours each. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's the time, trying to get the timing to, you know, to get the music to match the bounce and the step over. And that's probably the hardest part. And then the easiest part is coming up with the melodies to match whatever uh, I'm seeing, right? And so 
it's it's super fun for me. It's just a way that I can expose people who are in the sports world to the classical world too. And um, hopefully I can just maybe one day just come up with a whole like mixtape or something with, with all those compositions and hopefully people will want to listen to it. You know? That is dope because when you think of ball, um, you know, obviously hip hop music is obviously an obvious choice. Like, you know, kids doing mixtapes now, um, you know, hip hop, just a culture, right? Um, that's so original. Just the fact that you've taken classic or classical music and blended in with hip hop. And it's dope. Like when I saw the Kawhi and the bounce and just the strings, and I was just like, yo, like this is so, I've never even thought of this before. So, um, you know, I have to, I have to rate you for that, you know? Oh, appreciate it, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, for mm-hmm. sure. And folks, we'll definitely have a link to Aaron's Instagram so you can kind of watch his his creations. Right. Well, <laughs> think maybe, about it. Hey, maybe Aaron, maybe create an Instagram page called, I don't know, Classical, some kind of name for it. Remember, right. it's still brand new. And then mm-hmm. you can promote this movement because I'm sure right. a lot of classical um, fans may also like sports and maybe mm-hmm. you're the first person that's actually doing this. So it's a right. movement. Well, like you're, you're saying, you're saying six hours for how long is the clip? Make each clip about thirty seconds. Would you say? Yeah, it's about thirty seconds. So you know, it's a lot of work goes in, and and it's and for the thirty seconds that the viewers taken to watch, they can appreciate it. Like I really, I was really impressed. So I recommend. Yeah. It. We'll put a link at the end, and and uh, people can actually check out your work for sure. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yo, it's light. So let's go into. Uh, we got some some topics we can go over. Uh, zoned. Uh, zoned in where we just kind of focus in on some of the the hot topics uh, that's happening around in in all sports our first one we got up to bat right now is we have with the nba season looking to start uh the nba board of governors got together and they're talking about a possible december 22nd uh date for 72 games money 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 aaron your thoughts on this like do you think they should start december or do you think they should have waited because, you know, like players just were just playing ball up until October? <laughs> well, I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind naturally is the draft, which is supposed to be taking place on November the 18th. Right. And just how much time the players who are being drafted have to get acclimated with whatever franchise they're being drafted to, whether it's plays, whether it's, I don't know, just the, just the overall culture. Mm-hmm. Whereas somebody who was drafted last year would have had a few months to, to you know, get through that stuff. Um, and I also think about just the fact that there were a lot of teams that were not in the bubble, <laughs> and True. you know, and that's that's the majority of the league. So the majority of the league might be okay with it because they've been resting, right? Mm-hmm. Over resting, over resting, right? <laughs> so I I kind of see both sides, but in my mind I'm just thinking about these these little rookies. Right? Mm-hmm. How are they gonna adjust in such short, a short amount of time? Yeah, and also like I think the, the NCAA, NCAA also ended right mm-hmm. um, in what April because of COVID, right? COVID. <laughs> so they, so the rookies haven't been playing ball, probably playing you know in their gym, but I've actually been playing professional basketball or playing in high intensity games since March, and mm-hmm. they lost their March Madness. So it's like, how do you assess these rookies outside of March Madness? Yes. It's hard. So, like, who, who are you drafting based on just, what, regular season? Because I think March Madness, you should really see uh, a potential of players in the in the major leagues, right? So, I just feel that there was no championship for the NCAA tournament. There was no March Madness. There was nothing. 
So your drafting player is kind of like, I, I think, I think he's good. <laughs> I, right. I'm hoping he's okay. You know, like it's kind of weird. And then you mentioned uh, like what a month to yeah. acclimate to the NBA league, and some teams don't know don't even know where they're playing yet. Training and, camp training camp is going to be December first. Apparently, that's what they're, okay, they're looking so for. Okay, so twenty two days to train. It's so. I just feel like we're going to see a lot of bad basketball. <laughs> I think the first <laughs> month, be a lot of like bricks, like just awkward like moments, awkward plays because. So I think the first half will be really like embarrassing, and then probably pick it up once everyone gets used to playing more. But I think it'll be a gong show. Like I think on Christmas Day. <laughs> I'm going to be like, what the hell are we watching? Like, what is going on? <laughs> um, but from what I noticed, though, I, I did see that, um, what is it? I did see that um, LeBron, he made a comment that he will be nitpicking, right? Like, what to play and when to play. Because he's like, he's bust. That's so, right. Oh, old, right? Uh, he's so he's going to be doing load management. Yes. Page from Kawhi. <laughs> 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 but I think they'll all be doing load. I think most players right. on the Lakers as well as the Heat, like, they're all, they're all mashup. Let's be real. Right, right. And so, oh, no, I was just going to say that um, another thing, too, to add to your point about the rookies. So, as stated before, I went to the, the University of Memphis. So, I had the chance to actually see uh, James Wiseman play for just those three games. I mean, matter of fact, I actually, I used, to, I used to work out in the gym, and I used to just see him there just shooting hoops one time, you know. So, and he's, like, a legit legit seven feet right like not one of those six nine you know he's legit seven feet but anyways he played three games right like you're basically just drafting him off of those three games and you're not really getting any more time to see him after that too so just to add to your point you know mm -hmm. that's a good point university right. of memphis is mm -hmm. is penny hardaway coaching there yeah, so he's, oh, okay. he's he's basically the mayor of Memphis. Oh, okay, that's why I figured, yeah, like in, co <laughs> in college, watched Penny, uh, and I did hear he's coaching. Didn't get a chance to see him coach at all, but yeah, shout out to Penny Hardaway, by the way. So well, he's legend really completely changed the program over there. Mm -hmm. um, got uh, a national, I forgot what it's called. I think it's a national day, national media day. Um, okay. The first time in a long time where all, you know, a bunch of NBA scouts came to the University of Memphis and started scouting. So that was all because of Penny's pedigree. Yeah. Wow. Um, so in regards to the, the so there's a few, few things here. First, in regards to rookies, of course, uh, a lot of the rookies right now aren't going to have the runway uh, to draft. So scouts are going to have to go off kind of old tapes, I guess, workouts, et cetera, right? So I, I get that point. Um, but uh, if you think of, I'm more, I guess, I think the bigger concern for me is uh, a lot of the teams, say, for instance, you weren't invited to the bubble. That means your last season game would be like, see, we're talking about overresting. And like, I really think these teams now, these are teams that were, weren't invited to the bubble because they weren't playoff caliber. So when the season starts now, uh, I think it's good to get them back in the rhythm uh, so it's going to really benefit them. Um, but on the flip side, you have a team like the Lakers who goes deep in the playoffs and LeBron's pretty much, you know, I need to recuperate. LeBron puts a lot of money into his body. You know what I'm saying? Uh, actually, I just read the other day that uh, Russell Wilson, he apparently puts about a million dollars per season into his body like LeBron also. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the chambers he goes in, uh, the staff, everything. Um, 
So I can understand why LeBron obviously is going to be uh, in a situation where he's in no rush to come back. Also with the Lakers in the lineup where they have, he can afford to load management as, at least for the first part of the season. Yeah, you'll be all right. You'll be good. <laughs> um, but I do think that, um, you know, it definitely comes down to money. We know that, you know, there's about, was it, uh, was it half, half, a, half a billion to a billion dollars? Um, yeah can be lost in revenue if they, if they, if they bump it back. And then you have the Tokyo Olympics that's supposed to be coming up. So they want to get this season shortened uh, in time for the Olympics, which brings me to this uh, with the Olympics, with the 72 games uh, that we have for the regular season right now. Um, if the, if this goes through, see how they say about asterisks with the bubble, are yeah. people going to consider the 72 game uh, season an asterisk? Do you think? Like, are they really going to rate it like an 82? It's only 10 games, I know. But, you know, people can get picky, right? I mean, listen, 72, 82 games is, to me is way too much, first of all. Uh, 70, 72 is still up there. Right. Um, but then, I, you know, my mind goes back to, I think it was the 2012 Heat. Or which, which Heat team was that that won the championship, their first championship? Uh, I can't remember the year, but... So, um, so that was a, a lockout season, right? I think it had like... Yeah, it was the shortest games. season. I think the first time it, it, it won, yeah, it was the walkout season. Yeah, and nobody that I know of, at least that I discuss basketball with, puts an asterisk on that title. True. So, yeah. Good point. Good point. Um, so let's actually, let's transition this. Let's go to Steve Nash for a moment. Uh, Steve <laughs> <Poor> Nash. <laughs> Poor Nash. <laughs> no, so Steve Nash took over at Brooklyn. Uh, head coach, uh, when he first uh, took over, some controversy of, you know, he's a first-year, uh, you know, rookie coach, et cetera, right? Now he's finally assembled his his staff behind him. And uh, his staff that he has behind him is he has Mike D'Antoni. Mm -hmm. He has, uh, uh, who is it? Is it, I can, can't pronounce his name. All, the, Popovich's right-hand man. Oh, uh, Ime, Ime, Ime Udre, Udoka. 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 Right, Udoka. but it's Ime, it's I-M-E, but I've never heard it, yeah. so I don't know how to pronounce I it. It's I-M-E, so it's Ime? Okay, there you Ime. go. Ime or Ime? Okay, but, so we'll go, we'll go, he's got D'Antoni, he's got Popovich's right-hand man, he's got Amari Stoudemire, mm -hmm. uh, he's also got Tiago Spit, uh, Splitter, we all remember oh, yeah? Splitter. Yeah, yeah, he's he's oh, a player he development coach. Yeah, he's a player okay. player development coach also. So he's got a lot of um, old players. This is kind of yeah, Phoenix the remix. Yeah, and I feel like right? like wasn't D'Antoni his coach? Mike? He was. So D'Antoni was his coach. Mm -hmm. Played with Amara Stoudemire. Um, you know, first of all, I'll shoot this to you, Aaron. What do you think of this Phoenix remix uh, bench boss stuff? Oh, well. I mean, can I go back to Steve Nash first? Uh, sure. I think I just have so much respect for that guy. Um, mm -hmm. Just being in the States for school and stuff, and you kind of just get to see how the Americans look look at Canadians, um, you know, just in terms of their knowledge about basketball. And it's, it's kind of the meaning at times, you know, because they think that we all just play hockey and, and whatnot. And so, you know, it's great that you see someone like Steve Nash, who is a Canadian and who's unapologetically Canadian, getting a head coaching position. You know, I'm, I'm very, very proud of him for that. And I just like the fact that he also decided to bring people who he, who he was most successful with 
um, in his career along, you know. Um, the staff that he brought, it's going to be interesting because there's a bunch of head um, people who could be head coaches, right? He's the first one, um, or sorry, this is his first time being uh, a head coach and whatnot. But I do think that he has, he, he has enough pedigree to command the respect of all those people, right? When you look at D'Antoni, D'Antoni was the one who just kind of gave him the offense. You know what I mean? So D'Antoni trusts him, right, even though he's his head coach. Um, when you look at Amari Stoudemire, that's the guy that, you know, he was receiving all his assists from and stuff. So these are guys that, you know, have he has that bond and that trust with him. Um, as far as their style of play and, and whatnot, it's hard to it's hard to gauge, but we do know it's going to be fast, right? We do know the ball's going to move sim simply because we have that Spurs, um, you know, Ime Yudoka, and then we and then we have um, you know D'Antoni, and so we know the offense is going to be crazy, right? And we have KD and Kyrie, two of the most dynamic offensive players we've ever seen. Um, Splitter, that's another Spurs guy. The ball's gonna move. The ball's gonna, uh, it's 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 gonna move, and, and it's gonna be good that it moves on that Brooklyn team, um, just because there's gonna be so many different offensive weapons, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, honestly, I look at as Steve Nash is like, yo, this this KD and carry people, they're gonna cause confusion. So, so I'm gonna bring my people up in here that I trust, that has my back, and that will always like have my back, cause he's in a hostile situation. You know what I'm saying? So when you are in a hostile situation, you got to bring people along that you trust, that's like blood to you. And I think he did that. He brought people that he trusts, that he knows that if things go down with Kyrie or KD, they got his back and they will handle them. You know what I'm saying? I think he has some really strong personality in his team. I think Steve Nash acknowledges that he's not experienced. So I'm like, you know what? What a good example of, you know what? I know I don't have this uh, um, the the pedigree of coaching. So I'm gonna bring people that have been coaching for the last three, four, or five years, or even longer, that I can learn from. You know what I'm saying? It's like always being a student. And I think Steve Nash, like you said, he's a great student mentality type of player. Even on the court playing ball, he always adjusted, always learned. And I think in coaching, if he put the same work ethic as he did in ball he will do exceptionally well. So I think he I brought his own gang, gang, gang to Brooklyn. <laughs> and I think I think he'll be more confident and more comfortable now in, in, in that role. So big up Steve Nash. Yeah. Real. I, um, I think that Steve Nash, so sometimes it's like, it's like singers. You have uh, sometimes a backup singer might be a better singer than the lead singer. You know, like lead singers often, oftentimes have to rely on the strength of their backup singers uh, to make them even stronger, right? Um, and that's how I kind of see Steve Nash. Like he's come into a situation where he's a rookie coach. Um, GMs often will times allow the coach to pick his coaching staff. And you can tell by the, the, the way he's went around of building his staff with people around him, um, having Dan Tony who right now can be a head coach in the, in, in the NBA right now. Um, uh, having Stoudemire, who's could be like the big man aspect, you know what I'm saying? Understanding uh, the, the front court aspect of it. You know what I mean? And then um, Ime uh, Udoka, 
uh, having him, uh, just having uh, what he's, and if you come to the Greg Popovich school of coaching, yes, you're good money. Yeah. So him alone having that, um, he just surrounded himself with a lot of uh, competent pieces. You know I mean? It doesn't seem like a lot of things would over, overlap. Um, and also while he was in Phoenix, uh, D'Antoni took a lot of the credit for, remember that, uh, the offense that they had, where it's just like uh, shot up every, every six seconds. Yeah, remember seven, early in the, sorry, seven seconds or less. There you go. Um, so D'Antoni takes a lot of credit for that, but apparently it was Steve Nash and D'Antoni together. Um, so it was uh, Steve Nash wasn't just someone who was on the court, who was executing it. He's actually part of the development of this kind of reminds me of, um, Tex winner and Phil Jackson. You know, like right. the triangle offense, Phil Jackson gets all the credit for the triangle offense, but it's really Tex Winter, uh, his assistant that was working with him that actually refined it and actually brought it to Phil Jackson, right? So I think one, that's one thing we have to keep in mind uh, with Steve Nash. Uh, he is really a great basketball mind. Like you can't take that away from him, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, just how he's went about putting his his team around him um goes to show that um like he's for real and i think we should like really keep an open mind in regards to what he's going to be doing in brooklyn yeah um go ahead yeah no i was just gonna say that um i think if i read correctly that amari he's not really i think he's a player development assistant okay um so would that it, so i when you say player development, I'm assuming he would be for the big men. You know what I mean? Yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. Kind of like what... Four, uh, four or five. What Jamal McGlure maybe would be Jamal for the Raptors? Or, yeah. Big Cat? You exactly. think? I think so, yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure if Slaughter has the same role either, but I know Amari's not in the same um, same position as, you know, Ime or D'Antoni. Or right, right. Yeah. Right. But it's still a solid squad on the bench. Um, so keeping it in in the Eastern Conference right now. We also, there's another team, Philadelphia. They have so much things going on right now. Like they've made on the off season, believe but, it or but, not. But they need to go because they've been yes. flopping though. They've been. Yeah. Top yeah. to bottom though, like uh, not just keep personnel aside in regards to their, their front office, their management. Wow. Think about this. They have uh, Daryl Morey, who was the, uh, uh, GM in Houston. Mm -hmm. He's over in Philadelphia now. You got uh, extension with uh, Eldon Brand, a GM. And then you got Doc Rivers as a coach. So, like, you have a complete overhaul of a front big office name. right there. Big names. Big all names, big names. man. Big names. Big, all big names. Yeah, what like, do you think? First of all, like, Aaron, like, I know you're a big Raptors fan. Are you afraid Huge. of Philly now with, with these changes? Like, are you concerned that Doc is going to make a change? That You know what I mean? Like, are you concerned with Elton Brand hiring? Like, what's your thoughts on this as a Raptors fan and seeing what's happening in the East with, like, Philly? Well, I mean, just, from, just aside from being a Raptors fan and just observing these two big names that they brought into Philly, um... I, I really think it has a lot to do with optics, and this might cause some controversy, but I think Doc Rivers and Daryl Morey are two guys that a lot of people give a lot of credit um, due to optics. Like, I, I don't see why Doc Rivers, and don't get me wrong, he's probably a great coach as far as relating to, 
to the players and, you know, because he was a player for so many years. But as far as, you know, um, like, I don't think we've ever seen Doc take a struggling team and just make them a winning team. Have, can we... Um, so when he's struggling team and winning team, no, but struggling team and overachieve and get them to the playoffs, yes. So yeah, he, like because when he was in Orlando, no, when he was in Orlando early in his yeah. career, yeah. he had a team that had no business being in near the playoffs. He had like Bo Outlaw was a star for them. Oh, and then and then and then they ended up he ended up uh taking them into the playoffs. Yeah. And uh, and he won coach of the year that year. So you know mm-hmm. he's and mind you, this is what 15 years ago or like it's a decade ago so it's a long time ago so he might be living off of yesterday's successes so i i can agree with that yeah and you know just in terms of you know the 08 championship with boston you know mm-hmm. it's fine you know I, i'm not hitting on doc or anything but right i, I get you I you know you, you might you can throw some other coaches in there and they probably would have gotten the same result too having right. <laughs> all the famous right right um with daryl maury you know i think he was i think people are, are living off of the fact that he brought James Harden, which was a great move, um, mm-hmm. you know, because we all saw him in OKC and said, "Man, that guy's got some serious talent." Right. Wonder if he had his own team, and, and Daryl Morey pulled off that trade, and you mm-hmm. know, he did some good stuff in terms of surrounding, uh, surrounding uh, James Harden with the, the right pieces and stuff. They just could never get over the hump. And but no, was- no, no. But like, did he though? Because what have they, what have they done in Houston? Like, I feel like. He's getting, he's getting a lot of, a lot of like, appraises for bringing James Harden in, but what have they done? They're too small. Like, that team is not built to win a ring, and everyone knew that at the beginning. We're like, James, br- bringing in Westbrook, what is that going to do? <laughs> like, right. you know what I mean? So I'm not understanding. And I think this play might be to get James Harden to Philly. Because I'm seeing a lot of rumors today about maybe James might leave Houston. I'm like, if he can pull off Harden going to Philly with what they have now, that's a big move. So... I'm thinking him going there is strategy. And I'm not sure what the end game is, right? But I feel like there's something happening that we're not seeing yet. But he's there for a reason, for an actual reason. So we'll see what's happening. But I don't know. Houston, to me, like, they're not – like, come on, Aaron. Like, Houston, like, you know this. Do you think they're ever going to win a ring with that current roster? No, no, no. They're not winning any rings, no. Um, but I was just going to say that I think – I don't think Philly's winning anything anytime soon either. Right. <laughs> really? No, I, I think if they right. get okay, hold up. So if they were to get Harden on that team, which who they have now, no. Well, they have to trade either Ben or Joel. That's right. For for Harden to come, someone's gonna have to leave, and that's a hypothetical yes. situation. So like, maybe we should I, wait for another day for that. Yeah, I think I think um, I don't know. That's this just me too. Like Ben Simmons is what's holding them back from. Uh, from, make, from reaching the finals. I think so too. I, I think Ben needs to uh-huh. go. If I'm Philly, this guy is going. Like, So that's coming down to now uh, GM. GM makes those kind of decisions, right? Mm-hmm. And coming back to the extension of Eldon Brand, um, me personally, I do not think that he deserved an extension. Nah. Uh, you know, if you look at things of like a list of grocery list of good things you've done and bad things you've done, his bad things you've done is like a full plate and the good things is just one, just like, honestly, the best thing I think he's done is he's drafted um, uh, Tice. You know, um, well, that was him, Tice. Okay. I think that, pretty sure he, he was the one that drafted Tice. Well, he, um, Ty, he so Tice came in this year. So he would, though. was that last year? 2019 when he started as okay. GM. Well, let's hope that he drafted Tice because if he didn't, <laughs> then he has nothing 
to show for it's nothing yeah because because remember, hold on let me hmm. I, I just i need to go off on on some major mistakes one what's the deal with offering uh tobias harris oh, and alf horford that mm. type of money like mm. he gave them near so you had options and you also had jimmy butler mm. so you looked at the roster and you said you know what i have a choice between tobias harris and jimmy butler mm. and you chose okay, tobias harris and you let jimmy butler leave out of and the state of philadelphia and jj, and JJ reddick oh. and jj like, reddick those so, two were the I mean, worst to me the worst like the worst moves last year the worst the, there's there's certain things there's that obvious moves. What so <laughs> there's certain things you can do and get overlooked, but in the year following that you had an extension, I don't know how management looked at Alden Brand and said, Hey Alden, you know what? You've put us in a position to get better. You know what I'm saying? There's there's nothing maybe getting Doc Rivers could be something that they say that uh that the management looks at what he did with Alden Brand and getting Doc and saying, Okay, you know what, you brought Doc in, but Doc just got fired so doc he's on the market and he's just looking for a position you know what i'm saying so like rude, so rude. <laughs> like honestly if the sacramento kings had available i'm pretty sure doc would probably go to sacramento like you know what i'm saying he just wants to be employed and then be in the league somewhere you know what i'm saying so you, it didn't take eldon brand to bring doc rivers there yeah i, didn't. I, didn't. I agree um I, yeah i was just gonna add and say that man this guy and don't get me wrong you know i give him credit for being able to bring um, Tobias Harris, because first of all, nobody thought Tobias was going to be this bad. Um, we saw what he did in Detroit and LA and whatnot. Like the man was averaging what nineteen twenty a game. A lot of potential wherever, wherever he was, and plus he didn't even have to be the guy. Right. They had, mm -hmm. they, had, they had Jimmy Butler for that, right? And right. Jimmy Butler, I will never understand how you let that guy go. Like, I mean, I I'm lost for words right now. I I just lost. Don't know. And then and then JJ, it's like. It's like you're trying to build a team around Ben Simmons too, and, and you and you let JJ go. Like, I would yeah. never have let JJ go at all. That guy, his, and also like for me, when when Jimmy left, I, I first of all I was so shocked that they let go of Jimmy because in the playoffs, if you saw with the Raptors, he was the one player that gave us trouble. <laughs> like he was the issue for us. Without without Jimmy Butler, we would have swept them last year yeah. with Kawhi. Right, would have swept them. Jimmy saved them in that playoffs to even to go to seven games. So the fact that, that that key that key player defensively, offensively, his heart was in every game, and like let him go. I guess he thought. I guess he thought that um, maybe Joel or Ben would turn into a closer or have that closing gene. Um, having hung out with Jimmy Butler for half a season. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to rationalize yeah. all of it. I can't rationalize that. Yeah. Well the ironic thing is, so they brought in Daryl Morey from Houston. Houston has a reputation of jacking up threes, right? And you put Morey on a team that Eldon Brand, he put together, this is his creation, mm -hmm. a team of nobody that can shoot threes. Like who on that oh, roster? Nobody. nobody. Uh, so is, is James Ennis still there? The guy that gave the Raptors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he is. But even if even if he was, he's hardly somebody that I'd say like he's something that I someone I'd rely on to shoot a three. You know what I'm saying? Like they had, anyways. So best luck to Philly. Keep up the good work because being a we're all Raptor fans here. So uh you're doing us a favor. Thank you. Oh, sorry, um, so last question for, for you guys before we wrap up. Sorry, Fiend. I'm gonna mm -hmm. drop this in there. 
Do y'all think the NBA is going to have all that BLM stuff, like how they did in the bubble? Do you think all the social injustice messages are going to continue in the, in the upcoming season? Because I think when they did it, it because they had to, because players were like, we're, we're going to boycott, whatever. What's your thoughts on that? Do you think it's going to come back or was that a one and done thing? Real quick, it's a one and done. Hmm, I think it'll come back. You think so? Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll see. I think they'll have a little bit. Because remember, right, when they boycotted Fahim, remember they signed something with the NBA mm-hmm. um, asking them to commit to certain things. So it may not be on the court, but maybe in the background. But I think in that agreement that they made in the bubble, I think they're going to have to do some stuff. Because if they, don't, if they come back, guys, with nothing on the court for BLM or anything for the movement, then the bubble was fake. All fake news. Hmm. All well, fake. so real quick, so the BLM... Uh, so yes, in the bubble, but also part of the the agreement was voting. And mm-hmm. now, regardless of how this turns out, voting's done. That's in the past. By the time the season starts, so voting's not going to be on the agenda. That's one off the agenda. I have a feeling once voting slips off the agenda, you might see the BLM also. But we'll see. That's that's mm-hmm. that's one for another day. Well, stay tuned for that, y'all. <laughs> um, so Nelly J, let's go to for the culture. For the culture, y'all. So that was the ending of Zoned In. That was a great discussion, Fahim. Thanks for the you know the lead way to for the culture. So for <laughs> the culture with the highlights, items, anything that we think promotes the culture of black educated black entrepreneurs, anything about that promote us to be better as human beings, period. So this week we want to highlight an individual that we think is for the culture. His name is Clay Thompson, okay? So what he's doing right now, um, for those who didn't know the news, whatever, so last week it was announced that he's actually um, backing a CBD brand, okay? CBD um, is an is a, is a oil that's in cannabis, which is, as you know, um, in weed, right? So ingredient in marijuana. So um, this is something really interesting for him because I know you just a background on this, but... Isn't marijuana like an item on the NBA list of things you cannot take, right, at all? But the fact that now he's back in this brand, the NBA is okay with that. Right. So Clay Thompson, he's it's not just Clay Thompson. It's Clay Thompson. It's Alex Morgan, soccer star. Uh, Travis Pastria, he's a motocross and skateboarder, Paul Rodriguez. So the four of them, uh, they started this uh, CBD oil brand. It's called Just Live. And Just Live, it's a natural alternative to painkillers for sports and fitness recovery. Uh, reason why Clay would be a part of this, obviously, is coming off of that serious injury he's had. Uh, he's had to seek pain relief. And opposed to taking pills and opioids, uh, Clay Thompson uh, has been taking CBD oil. Now, um, here it gets where it gets tricky because uh, so CBD oil actually derives from hemp. Mm-hmm. So an ex- extraction from hemp, right? So uh, t- there's in, in marijuana, there's TH, THC. And THC is one of the substances that makes marijuana on the banned list. So it's, it's kind of tricky because like this CBD oil is THC free. So it doesn't have THC in it. So that's kind of the loophole around it, um, but it it kind it kind of makes me think of little things like I remember Malik Monk this past year, um, he was uh, uh, put on the anti uh, doping 
policy list uh, for marijuana. And he was suspended uh, and fined. And so he was punished for smoking weed. But yet, Clay Thompson has a business, which is in the CBD oil, you know, realm, and it's going to be promoted. Um, so I guess I'll get it's tricky, but I'll throw it out to you guys. Like, what do you feel about this? Is there, is this a contradiction that we're dealing with here or? Well, I, I mean, I was just going to say that, um, well, Clay Thompson, he's kind of like the NBA poster child in that he's not really ever in trouble. Like, he's a good mm -hmm. youth, you know? He's right, right. Youth. I don't know. Him and Drake last year had a little beef. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying, okay, so let me put it, let me give it to you this way. Um, had Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson, you know, while they were playing, came to the NBA with this brand as well, they, they probably wouldn't have gotten cleared by it because, you know, those guys were always like, you know, just, just in trouble, Our right? Any one of those people, yeah, yeah. Right. So I think that has something to do with it too, just the way, just the way you're carrying yourself um, in the league. And another thing too, what clay is using you don't really have to smoke it either right it comes in different forms it comes in pills it comes in uh different creams creams right yeah so, so not, not not to cut your train of thought but uh keep in mind that even uh weed you don't have to smoke weed you could take uh, yeah. it through edibles you could there's other forms in which you can still ingest and have the thc just just letting you know smoking isn't shouldn't be a premise for why this should be allowed yeah yeah but yeah. but continue sorry to keep, uh yeah no no I, I mean my my point i think was was just uh yeah just the fact that i think your track record has a lot to do with it malik mm -hmm. monk is somebody who kind of just came to the league and you know you, can, you, you you just came and you're causing this kind of trouble you know what i mean like you got to have at least, <laughs> at least build up some sort of rep first before you go ahead and, and do that so go ahead you know yeah so like when it comes to malik bro who's your agent like or your friend like get some get get a doctor to sign off something medicinally you know what i mean because most players who smoke weed in the nba and guys a lot of players smoke weed in the nfl nba but they have a doctor's note saying that they need this for medical purposes that's what they could smoke all day calvin johnson megatron he said i smoked weed all the time every day because he hated taking pills but did the league it. know it, Nelly J? That's 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 where it gets well, tricky. Well, I, I'm assuming they know it, but remember, right? If a doctor but, is saying, if, if a doctor is saying that this is going to help him with a painkiller, mm -hmm. I mean, you know what I mean. But again, I'm not sure if they knew. But he did come out after when he retired and said that he. That's what I'm saying. So it, it's yeah. it's always it's always it's always coming out after you retire is kind of different. Being current, like yes, Calvin Johnson, Calvin Johnson, not Calvin. Um, but. Ocho Cinco came out and said he was taking Viagra after you retired. Yeah. You know so so let's, let's keep it real. Like, but, but remember, right? Like, back to what Aaron said, it's about uh, how you carry yourself, right? Megatron was a beloved athlete and player. He caused no drama. Well, I mean, in the NFL, right? No one ever, you know what I'm saying? So if, I guess for him, people were like, you know what? They didn't check up, check up on him. But maybe a player like last week who poked the guy in the eye and got to a fight, maybe he'll get checked. You know what I'm saying? Like, some yes. players are just more policed around in the NBA NFL than other players. And I think okay. Clay Thompson, unfortunately, because he is like that poster kid, very clean cut, right, clean look. Um, I think the NBA is being biased. It's not fair. I think they should legalize marijuana. 
um, because I mean, in Canada is legalized, like in Canada, you know what I'm saying? So the Raptors can smoke all they want in Toronto. I know it's illegal here. You know what I mean? No, but I don't think they can. I don't think, uh, no, the Raptors so, can't so, just light up. So hold up. So if you're a player in the NBA and right. it's off season, you cannot smoke in the off season. Yeah. Good question. You, the question no, I don't is, think so. I don't I think can you smoke this is weed? a job. Hey, though. Kyle Lowry, let us know. This email us. Won't tell anybody. But no. But remember, right, guys, they're, they're smoking. Let's be real. Like I feel like the Elias guys are probably are smoking weed in the off season for sure. Bouchard, sorry, Bouchard, I'm calling, but I think you probably smoke weed. But anyways, oh, <laughs> hey, 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 we don't know. <laughs> you can't put a man. I'm on joking. Blast. It's a joke. <laughs> guys, a joke. But I'm just saying though. Like I'm just saying, players are probably smoking up in off season and then during the season, whatever. I have some friends that work in the NBA and they say that people do smoke it, do smoke, but they have they have an actual card that 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 um, exempt them from that rule. Right. So I don't so you're saying so okay, because I'm not aware of this. You're saying that a, yeah. a player can light up on the off season and because he has a card, even if he has a doctor's medicinal note, card, yeah, it's medicinal, legal. It's mm -hmm. legal even though they're an employee of a professional sports Okay. Because okay. because if the doctor's signing off and saying that instead of taking, remember, opioids are so addictive that you can like. Die no, we know this, right? right? So mm -hmm. it's like the the argument is if this person has a certain pain and the only thing that's working out of all these medicines is is marijuana. And remember, it won't be like obviously like street drug. It's obviously drugs um, that's that's actually from the doctors because remember it, in the states there's actual clinics that actually do have marijuana as pills. As um as as in a form of pills to serve to people for medication. So in, so it's a form of 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 of, a, of pain relief in the states, and you can actually go to a doctor's office, get a prescription, and get it from a doctor clinic as well. So that's legal. But the issue is that you can't just be smoking weed because you want to smoke marijuana, right? As a social practice, it's only for medical reasons. So in the NBA, players that have metal reasons why to smoke it, they can they, they can actually take the the medicinal form, whether it's a pill, uh, whatever form it is, and actually ingest that. Wow, and, and that's okay. Wow. So are you saying are you saying that 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 takes place only in the off season or during? The no, season? no, no. So what I'm saying is that there are players that are able to take it. Remember, right before Clay Thompson um, even backed this company, he was taking oils beforehand. So he said. That the last six months he's been taking this this medication the last six months mm. right and Embiid was okay with it because remember he was injured and it was pain relief so they approved it and then he said that even now the MB is being more progressive and he's like they're backing him because they understand that society's changing and the historical stigma behind marijuana isn't right. the same stigma today you know what I mean so the MB understands that hey guys our remember back in the day, like marijuana was what a drug for thugs, right? It was very negative context. So I feel like now marijuana is not just for social, it's for pain relief. And a lot of athletes prefer CBD or marijuana versus opioids, right? Which, which can actually kill you, right? So my thing is that I think the NBA understands this. So let's, let's see, right? They might change um, what's allowed, but the fact that NBA is backing them up and they were aware of them taking this beforehand, I think the NBA is allowing this treatment of cannabis or cannabis oil if it's justified by a doctor and the doctor is managing the pill and, and, and ingestion rate, right? Because remember, the thing is that a doctor will say he'll take this amount every 12 hours, right? That's okay. But you can't even smoke it because you want to smoke it. 
it has to be regulated by a got doctor you. or a physician. Got you. And that's All right. why so, that's okay and it's legal in that aspect. So with Clay Thompson having this injury, um, having this this CBD oil company, uh, Just Live, or just, sorry, Just Live, okay? So he has Just Live and he's his own client. So he can do his own testimonial for this. CBD oil being, um, you know, it's on the rise right now, okay? So uh, he's going to be the face of the brand, right? Mm -hmm. First of all, uh, where do you guys uh, see this brand going? Uh, just, just, just live with Clay being the face of it in an emerging market as CBD oil. I think it's going to be huge. Yeah, I, I think, think I think him being the face of this is going to be massive. I think he's going to give a lot of athletes an additional option. Like Clay said, it's natural, it's not altered, there's no external toxins in it. I think Clay being the face is going to it's going to explode. I mean, Aaron, what do you think? Yeah, yeah no, I, I also think that it's going to explode too because um, he also has the support of a lot of former players. Like I think it was I think it's Al Harrington that has his own I'm not sure if his is yeah. as well, but yeah. But so he's I'll, in that realm, right, of uh, of cannabis. Yeah, so right. I just just and a lot of players were secretly doing that while right. in the NBA before it was allowed. So yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I had Clay Thompson at maybe about eighty-five to ninety percent, I think, kind of of the the player he was previously before the injury. Um, now with this CBD oil. Um, and he's using this, and it is uh, for recovery. Uh, do you think? Do you think he has a better chance now of recovering and getting to the player he was before because he's actually putting in the the uh, an alternative precaution in regards to looking after his muscles during his rehab and really taking care of that injury. Uh, do you think that he's going to come back or increase his chances of being the player he was before? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. You think so? Uh, you think it's going to give him that extra edge? Yeah, because he mm. was saying stuff like how he's sleeping eight hours a night now. He's yeah. um, just being able to feel different things that he never felt before using this product. And to be honest, Clay's game, I mean, he's a, he's a great player, but it's not really based off of a whole bunch of athleticism. Mm -hmm. So I think he'll be all right with, uh, with just the way he plays, you know. And I mean, every now and then he might get like, I don't know, a dunk and, mm -hmm. and something every, every other game or not. But most of his game is that spot of shooting, right? So. Well, keep in mind also, he's a, he's a, he's a great defender, defender, right? And defense yeah, does take a, a you right. know, stance, lateral movement, et cetera, right? Nelly J, what you say? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm mixed. I think Clay will have his shooting. That happened, mm. right? Playing basketball, half of it is mentality. And I think when you're in so much pain and you can't sleep, like you said, you can't sleep, you can barely think through things. I think having this oil that can make him feel less pain and be more relaxed and sleep. Like sleeping is so important as, as a basketball player because on the court, you're on eat like 100% every second, right? So I think. This, this will aid in his healing. However, the physical aspect will still be there and it'll be challenging because remember, like he didn't play ball for so long. Like remember, mm -hmm. the team was in the bubble at all. So I think he'll have a very rough start, but I think once he gets into it, I mean, and Golden State, they have a lot of great players like now and stuff will be back. Um, the, he won't be as straight, you know, like he's the, what, the second or third option. So 
he won't be as important to perform right away. He can grow into it and, you know, get more comfortable and get yeah, to it. But... Pardon me? I was saying, yeah, they got Wiggins now. Yeah, so I think that will relieve some, like, stress on him to have to perform every night. You know what I'm saying? So mm. I think he can take his time and prepare and kind of just get into it. But I think Clay, he's so competitive. Like, his, this guy hates to lose. So I think if he can kind of um, um, kind of maintain his, his growth and strength each, each game, by the playoff time, he'll be ready to play in the playoffs. So mm. I think he'll have a great playoffs, uh, playoff um, run for sure. So let's close off uh, for the culture with this. Um, I just want to say, I think that with Clay being the face of this, like right now, I'm just thinking, I can't think of any CBD oil. I, I know of the term CBD oil, but a <laughs> brand. Uh, Nelly J, you think of a CBD oil brand? No. Bro, uh, Aaron, can you, can you think of a CBD oil? No. So we're, we're three people here who who know, we know what CBD oil is, um, but never, there's no brand to slip in that spot. So now that we have Just Live in there, um, Just Live is going to, like in regards to branding, that's first one in there. And sometimes it's hard to move when you have um, a brand by a popular person who's you're seeing on the court and can do testimonials and can tie his performance to the brand. I think this is going to be out the park. But we'll Yo, see. A three we'll see. NBA champion, like that's your that's your spokesman. <laughs> oh, <Winning. doubt>. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's for the culture, Nelly J. Good job with that one. Oh, so Fahim, what was absurd this week, bro? What was oh, absurd? That's absurd. <laughs> that's absurd. <laughs> so <laughs> that's absurd. We're gonna. So first of all, I know we're getting into some absurdity talk right now. I just, first of all, I don't want to be on the start because I think before we get into what's absurd and what he d did that's absurd, let's congratulate him. LeBron James won a championship. Can we give it up for LeBron James? Congrats, LeBron. Good job, LeBron and AD. <laughs> I'll say LeBron and AD because he didn't win by himself, so. Yeah. All right, well, true. But LeBron James, he yeah. made a tweet and the tweet which is absurd is, He's saying, can we just get a parade? Uh, hold on. Just one second here, Nelly J. <laughs> I want to pull this tweet up on this because... Yeah, let's be ver ver verbatim, right? I want to say what he said. Okay, I go. found it. Do you have it? No, no, hold on, hold on. I got it, got it. Here we go. He's like, man, can we please get have a parade? I know, I know we can't, but damn, I want to celebrate with our Lakers and our Dodgers fans. LA is a city of champions. And then after that, he's like, parade, 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 all capital letters, safety with, and then he has the emoji with the mask on. So he's pretty much saying he's down for a parade in a global pandemic. Absurd, LeBron. And it's love. It's love. LeBron, all love, my dear. Tweet. We love you. But LeBron, we're in a pandemic. We're in a social pandemic. We're in an economical pandemic. We're in an electoral pandemic. We're in a racial pandemic. Like, all pandemics all around. And I think also they said that COVID cases actually went up in LA County after the Lakers won because everyone in the street was celebrating. Celebrating. So, as they should, though. As no, they should. Hey, if if I know if Toronto won, we would have been, I would have been downtown celebrating too, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> we all would have been. What I'm saying though is that LeBron, like that that celebration was the parade. <laughs> that was your right. parade right there. <laughs> That's it. 
That's it. You know what? I don't really and I mean if if you don't know anything about me, I'm like the hardest LeBron critic ever. Um mm. but and it's mainly because I you know, I respect what he does so much. Um and with him, I always have to think like there's more. Like mm. every decision he does, every tweet he sends out, there's always an ulterior motive. And I mean that just even goes to the to the way he plays too. He always plays the game like three plays ahead, right? Same thing with him in just life. He just always plays three plays ahead. So, anyways, <laughs> with him, I kind of just give him a pass just because. When are you ever gonna see both uh, the Lakers and Dodgers win a championship again, right? Facts. Um, secondly, he was just tweeting. I feel like he was just tweeting based off of just raw emotion. Like I think it was like right after they won. Right. Yeah, after they won. Mm-hmm. No, no, I think it was next day too. Next day. Next day as well. Oh, yeah. But great, still, great, but still, he, he's still, still on but a like, high. He's very excited and stuff. Right. Is I get that, but guys, like, I get that, but America has so many deaths of COVID. Like, this is so insensitive. I understand what you're saying, um, Aaron, but it's absurd because people are, like, I think over 200 deaths have happened, 1,000 deaths have happened because of COVID. Like, and remember, he was in a bubble, so he hasn't been living outside yet. So he's still in a bubble safety zone and then in his mansion. He, he's, not, he's not the regular Joe that can't afford healthcare. That if they get sick, they can't afford to have the best doctors take care of them. I still think it's very insensitive. And so many celebrities, because they have a lot of money, they, they forget that not everyone in the world can get sick and, and, and be like Trump and wave in the car <laughs> and walk around the White House. Like, I think sometimes LeBron forgets that like not everyone can do what he does. And, and like, again, I'm not saying this because I think LeBron uh, did it in a malicious manner. I'm saying that he was very insensitive towards the general public. And it's very, it's very irresponsible to even say, let's have a parade when you know people are actually dying every day of this, especially in America. They're like, they're having mask protests every day. Like LA is a mess. So my thing is like, yes, I get it. You're happy, but there's Twitch, there's house. There's, there's many ways to celebrate your success on, on virtual online that won't resort to people actually getting infected and keep be potentially dying from this parade. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like he was really being selfish at that moment. Again, LeBron, obviously a very amazing humanitarian, but I feel like at that second, it was quite selfish to do that. Yeah, it, I mean, it's human, right? Yeah. Uh, we're just calling him out simply off, 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 off the tweet, the absurdity of the tweet, right? Yeah. Um, but so- <laughs> he, did say, so he, he did say, um, man, I know we can't, or something to that effect. I know we can't actually go outside and have a parade. But, 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 and, but I want and, one. <laughs> But yeah, but but Le- <laughs> okay, but if you guys, but if you guys follow LeBron on Twitter, he's normally the voice of the general public in that mm-hmm. he tweets based off just raw emotion and, and what he knows people are, is feeling at the time, whether it's with the Black Lives Matter, whether it's just anything. Mm-hmm. Period. So I give him a so pass. so actually okay, you're giving him pass, but I just want to keep it in context. So this is what he said. I'll repeat it again. Man, can we please have a parade? I know, I know, we can't, but damn, yeah. I wanted to. So. Um, you're right. Yeah, from from a, from a standpoint of being, because he did state there, I know we can't. Mm. Um, so that would uh, then take him away. Uh, it's just the thought of. Uh, so maybe that's the absurdity. Just the thought but, but of y'all, y'all having forgot, a parade though, in a pandemic. Go ahead. We forgot okay. because I think the GM of the Dodgers said, "Yeah, LeBron, we should try. I'll I'll see what we can do." Like, so that's only one part, but. The GM's daughter said, "Yeah, let's do this." Like, so right. he's actually like causing, conf- like, causing people to say, "You know what, LeBron? You're right. right. You should do something." So my thing is that I don't think LeBron again was trying to hurt people, but his tweet caused people to say, "You know what? We should, 
yeah, we should have a parade. And, and like, you know, the Dodgers celebration, a player that had COVID ran out on the field without his mask right. on. Right. Like, the Dodgers are irresponsible. And now, like, I just feel like maybe overall it's absurd because I feel like, again, these athletes, I get it, they've been a bubble. And, again, you want to celebrate. But my thing is that right now isn't the best time. Like, you went into this situation, LeBron, mm -hmm. for social injustices, to, do, to, to yeah. bring awareness to what's happening in the world. You won. Great job. You can celebrate, and I think you're a smart man. You can find what to celebrate with, with your LA fans in a healthy manner that doesn't, that doesn't resort in going outside because they already went outside and people got sick already. So we, we're, we're all Raptor fans right here. Uh, when Raptors won, uh, Aaron, were you at the parade? Oh, listen, that's a, that's a crushing story for me because... Go ahead. I had... So I was living in Memphis at the time. Oh. And, and I tried to get back home. Um, so I actually had a a music conference, um, composers conference in actually in California, the irony, right? Um, and so I tried to f get a flight to come back home from California, realized I couldn't because I had to work the next day back in Memphis. So the plan was to go back to Memphis and then work the day and then try and find a flight back right back home for the, for the uh, parade. I ended up missing, long story, I ended up just missing the flight and stuff and Ended up watching the parade from uh, from Memphis. Oh, so God. where in Memphis were you when you watched the parade? I was I was at home. Oh, okay, okay. Alone with anybody? Um, all in the guy's business though, like that? No, no, no. I just wanted I just want to see the member. This is this is the Raptors winning a championship. So like I can't imagine because oh, I was no, at the parade. Raptors, they don't care about the Raptors in Memphis. No, but I was at the parade. I no, can't I made them care. I was there too. I was there. Sorry? No, I was saying I made them care about the Raptors in Memphis. Right. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking like, I, I'm just trying to get a visual. Like, if watching the parade alone would be different opposed to watching it with maybe others, because you're sharing the moment with somebody, opposed to I just can't imagine. Not to rub it in, if you were alone, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah um, so, you, so you're saying that it's you're pretty much saying that you can enjoy it just the same or what are you saying no he's wondering where you were i think during the raptors parade. yeah no i was i was alone i wasn't you're alone okay so yeah. wow okay well the raptors funny, right so mm -hmm. go ahead nelly j but remember we're talking about how like if the raptors want our first episode we talked about how the raptors want how can you celebrate it remember this discussion with right. like durell and danny jean we're like oh we'll have to be on twitch or something because it's just not safe and we understand we want to celebrate but go on your balconies but i feel like you know um as a fan even if they want right now i'll, I'll probably go out of town for sure but was was ford allow a parade in toronto hell no there's no parade happening here is that gonna happen during uh covid right now but i do think i think it's great because i think the dodgers winning um that was huge for me like they deserved that win two years ago they got cheated out of it so I understand why people want to parade. So I'm not saying the want isn't the issue. Like, of course you want to celebrate. Yeah. But LeBron, remember, his his status and his leadership is so great that once it's out there, people are going to be like, oh, yeah, LeBron's in the parade. Like, people yeah. attach to it and they want to do it. You know what I mean? So right. that's what I'm talking about, about absurd, is that he's putting the idea out there and not everyone's going to want to parade. <laughs> I understand. So, I have a, so uh, I'm just thinking in regards to... I can't imagine a parade in COVID uh, just due to the fact that um, I was at the parade, the parade, uh, I was there at 3 a.m. Nelly J, you came at what time? 
4 a.m. Okay. 4 a.m. So uh, we were in this, like, literally, there's, like, the Raptors and quiet the stage, and then there's the rail. Um, I was there at 3 a.m., so uh, I was able to, I was, like, in the first row. I, like, my hands were on the rail. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yo, poor Aaron. Yeah. He's like, oh, my so God. So that's what I'm saying. I feel bad now because you Yo, watched it alone, like, and I'm going to go into the story. Right. 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 I mean, but remember, it was at, like, what, 11, 12 in the day that it actually took place? Yeah. Right. People were working, right? I, I think I skipped. No, I, I didn't go to work. I was like, no, y'all. No, 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 yeah, no. people are at work, so, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. So I was there from 3 a.m., and when I got there at 3 a.m., there's maybe a few hundred people there. And then they just let go of this barricade and let people just rush to the front. So I was like literally the front row. Like when he, when Kawhi gave the ha, 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 um, I got bumped back. I, oh, yeah. I was like maybe in the third row by then. I got bumped off the uh, off the rail. And yeah. I was like maybe third row. But um, I'm just saying like that's a moment. So it's always good to hear from Raptor fans of where they were at that moment. Nelly J, you were in that area also. So like, I was like in the middle, probably about uh, 10 rows. 10 rows. So you're in right, like right near the front. So also, I saw right? everything and yeah, like I brought a chair because they're like, you can't bring chairs. I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm not a young thing anymore. Right. I need right. my chair. So I brought a chair. So I sat down, you know, um, seeing Gasol hammered was so funny, but that's something that I will never forget like mm. at all. And I didn't sleep that night. I was so excited for what I saw. Like it was just like a adrenaline rush. So yeah. Like, and, and everyone was so close and that's probably my main, main height. We were t like, I literally couldn't raise my hands. I was no. just like shoulder to shoulder. Go ahead. I was going to say that um, it was actually probably a good thing that I didn't make it back for the parade because remember how there was a shooting and stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah but that was more in the brother, back towards like... That was toward my, the back. My brother, my brother, who I would have been with had I been there, was right next to the person that got shot. Oh, you kidding no. me? Jordan was? Oh, yeah, man. He was, he was like, he was, so he was there with the person who got shot in the parade. Yeah, he saw the person and then he ended up of course, clearing out that entire area. So they right. all ran right. to the main station. Right. Which is probably something I would have done too. So I probably would have missed the whole thing anyways. Wow. Oh, wow. I slept all that night. Mm -hmm. well, <laughs> well, if you put it like that, maybe it's yeah, maybe it's better you're in Memphis for this. Um all right. I, so what do you say? I said no, I still enjoyed just watching everything. I felt watching like I was there. No, yeah. for sure, for sure. That, that guy was on Sorry. Facebook and Instagram. Heavy, Aaron Mandel. Oh, cool. Heavy. <laughs> Just gloating. We, we all, right. all were, though. We all were. <laughs> all right, let's put this one in the books. Episode 12. Oh, Episode shoot. 12. Great, great week. Electoral <laughs> week, everything. That's right. So, y'all, before we do our shout-outs, I got a surprise for Fahim. <laughs> so. Yeah, what's... Huh? Okay, so um, we have a strong supporter um who's a black business owner they watch our they watch our podcast okay. and they're huge fans okay so we got a card a card okay for the host because she knew that it was our birthday this week she saw it. okay okay she dropped it off so it's from melanin martha okay okay and on it it says shout out to the good rookies team on successful podcasts i'm not a huge on sports but i'm all about passion keep up the amazing content and stay being you Chantel. So Chantel, the owner of Mel and Martha, thank you so much. And okay. she gave us, hold up. She gave us good rookies mug. No. She made this, okay? Mug, nice. Okay? She gave us good rookies mask, sorry. Okay. <laughs> she gave us good rookies phone grip, okay? All made by Chantel, okay? <laughs> and she gave us 
good Ricky's glass, y'all. Nice. Melanin Martha. She Melanin good. Martha. Martha, yo, thank you so much for this birthday what? gift. Fahima, your thoughts, bro? Yo, I'm speechless. Like, I, Crazy, Melanin right? Martha, thank you. Wow. I don't know what to say. Thank you so much. Like, that's saying something. You know, you got listeners who are going to go out to so, so those lengths for you and actually do something nice for you in your birthday like yo let's give it up let's clap for melanin martha thank you very much thank you guys please check her out it's at melanin martha on instagram we'll also have her link to her website it's christmas holidays guys and you know what she makes all it's, it's very caribbean folk like focus mm -hmm. so she has awesome items that you can obviously buy um, one was Fitzroy, you know, a great Fitzroy, the passionate old Caribbean name, but definitely support her uh, business. And you can obviously get personalized um, gifts engraved or like this on the mug and give it to your loved one for the holidays. So support our own guys. Sick. Melanin Martha. Martha, sick. Yeah. Thank you That's very Tyler. much. Thank you. Girl. Thank you. Um, wow. Episode 12 is a special one. Birthday one, <laughs> gifts. Great guest. <laughs> Yo, we did it up. Did it all, man. Nice. So, so Aaron, so we'd like to give our guests a chance to shout out anything they want to promote or any type of, you know, um, family, friends, anything like that. So who or what would you like to shout out today? Um, shout outs. Uh, I'd just like to shout out just um, everyone, everyone making it um, through this tough time in COVID. Mm. Um, whether you know me or not. Uh, I see everybody. I, I understand what they're what, what you're going through as far as um, just loss of jobs. You know the mental aspect of being home all the time. Um, you know just uh, just being able to stay with your family and whatnot. And just shout out to everybody who who's just getting through this time, which is literally everybody. So nice. That's huge. That's huge. Um, I'll do my shout out right now. Actually, I want to shout out someone that I think um, was. I think an MVP of 2020. <laughs> so Magic Johnson, okay, this guy, people don't know that, but he's also uh, a part owner of the Dodgers. So yeah. he's now won um, as an owner. He's won. So he's a five-time NBA champion as a Laker. He's a WNBA champion as a Sparks owner. And now a World Series champion as a Dodgers owner. Like Magic. This guy's not been playing, but he's still, he's still winning. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So... <laughs> You know, in spite of all um, LA guys, big up Magic Johnson for what you do, bro. Like, you're definitely, uh, your hashtag goals. I want to kind of highlight you today on the podcast. Yeah, that's a good one because that slipped right by me. And the thing is, I knew he was a, the, an owner of the Dodgers and it mm -hmm. completely slipped about Magic winning a, like a World Series along with his other accomplishments. Like, everything. Like, he's Shout just out to Magic Johnson, Magic Touch. Good job, man. Uh, my shout out is going to be simple. I'm going to shout out Aaron. I'm going to shout out Melanie and Martha. Chantal, thank you very much. And I'm going to shout out my co-host, Nellie J. Birthday week. Uh, birthday. That's right. So let's, let's, uh, let's close this one out. Episode 12, y'all. Good Tuesdays. Good Tuesdays. Subscribe, like, share with a friend, share with a friend, share with a friend. That's, that's right. <laughs> Good Rookies Podcast. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate your time. We out. Peace. Peace.